Good evening, good evening. Come on now, good evening. All right, thank you, let's clap it up. It's happy to be here tonight. Welcome to our Bible study this evening. Uh, thank you for having us in the house with us tonight. If you're watching us online, we welcome you. We're getting ready to get things kicked off. But uh, before we do, I'd like to give us our responsive reading. It's been a few weeks now, so you, you know where we're going. We're going to go to Romans 8, verse 26 through 28. If you have it, you can read along with me. If not, you can just listen. Verse 26 says, in the same way, the spirit also helps our weakness, for we do not know how to pray as we should, but the spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. Twenty-eight, And we know that God causes all things to work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. Thank you for the readers, the hearers, and the doers of his word. Let us pray. Father God, we thank you for the opportunity just to be here tonight, Father God. Another chance to to learn, another chance to grow, Father God, another chance to focus on what you have in store for us right now. We ask that you forgive us of our sins right now. Fill us afresh with your Holy Spirit, Father God, and clear our minds and hearts so that we can receive the word that you have for us tonight. Thank you for everybody that's in this house tonight, those that are watching online as well. Father God, we thank you for them. Thank you for those that wanted to be here but were unable to make it, Father God. We ask that you just touch wherever they are Thank you for just who you are, your love, your grace, and your mercy. And in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. Let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise on tonight. How many of y'all are excited to worship the Lord? Let's get ready as we go into the song that says Spirit Breakout. Heaven come down, heaven come down, 
Holy Spirit, Spirit break out. Heaven come down. Heaven come down. Holy Spirit, Spirit break out. Break our walls, break our walls down. Holy Spirit, Spirit break out. Heaven come. Let's praise him tonight. Come on, King Jesus. Come on, heaven is hearing our voices. Let's praise him tonight. We want to see your kingdom. We want to see your Holy Spirit, come in this place right now. Move in this place right now, Holy Spirit. Have your way tonight. Have your way tonight in this place. Move in this place tonight. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Let's give God a hand clap of praise, y'all. My gosh, it's nothing like being in the presence of God, amen? Nothing like being here in his presence tonight, amen? Amen, amen. I want to say good evening to everyone, grateful to God, amen, that he has blessed us to come into his presence one more time, amen? Um, it's Bible study, and uh, we'll get right into it tonight. Tonight, I'm taking a little detour tonight. Uh, being that we began our, thank you, ushers, we began our 40 days of fasting and prayer. Everybody should have a handout to look at that. I, we, we, amen. You should be getting a handout, or you should have a handout. And what we're talking about tonight is fasting for spiritual breakthroughs. Amen. Fasting for spiritual breakthrough. And I'm going to uh, come from this theme tonight when prayer and fasting go together. Amen. A lot of us 
may not understand why we're fasting. Uh, some of us may not understand what fasting is. And so tonight, I just want to inform you on what it is and educate you. And maybe you know, and maybe you just need a refresher. Amen. And so uh, tonight, we'll start off with, with the introduction is what is fasting? And so tonight, we, we start with our definition, and that is fasting is denying your flesh. All right. It is what? Denying your flesh so that your voice can be heard in heaven. Amen. Now, how many of you tonight, um, you need a breakthrough? We need a breakthrough tonight. There's something in your life that you feel like you need from God, but you need, in essence, you need a breakthrough. You're asking God to give you your breakthrough. What is a breakthrough anyways, right? A breakthrough means you're not where you used to be. Come on, somebody. It means that you're going from where you are and you're pushing through those barriers that stand between you and your destiny. Are you following me tonight? Amen. Fasting also is a way to connect deeper with God. Amen. By removing all fleshly barriers. Amen. I don't know what barriers you have uh, in your relationship with God, but oftentimes I believe that sometimes we struggle in our Christian life because we're, we're not really, we feel, we don't feel connected. Amen. We don't feel connected. Anybody ever felt like that? You just don't feel connected at times. You know, there are times where you're praying, you're asking, you're seeking, you're knocking, amen, but nothing is happening. Anybody ever felt like that? Amen. Seem like you're praying going nowhere. Amen. And, 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 and I want to say this to you, just because there's silence doesn't mean that God is not hearing you. As a matter of fact, um, if you, if you want to know, uh, go to open your Bible to the book of Revelation for me. Let me just show you something. Revelation chapter 4. And um, let's go to uh, mm -hmm. let's go to verse oh well actually let's talk about this worship piece. And then we'll look at, uh, I'm sorry, Revelation chapter 5. Okay, and look at verse 8 for me. Look at verse 8. So I want to give you a context here. Uh, everything that you're seeing from chapter 4 on in the book of Revelation is future. So this is during the time of tribulation on earth. The church is not no longer on earth. The church has been raptured up. And so everything you're reading from chapter four in Revelation on is the picture of what life will be like for those who are living during the time of the tribulation. Y'all do know the tribulation is coming, right? It seems like it's tribulation now, right? <laughs> Amen. But, but that's, what's, that's what we see here. And so John is shown in heaven, he's shown a picture, amen, of what's happening in heaven. He's given a new perspective. See, he had from chapters one to chapter three, he was shown what was happening on earth at that particular time with the church during the church time. And so he goes from chaos, amen. Uh, to a scene in heaven of worship. Amen. The one thing we'll do in heaven is we will worship God. If you don't, if you're not acclimated with worship today, you better get ready because that's what we're going to be doing in heaven. Amen. And so look what it says here. It says here that in verse eight, and when he had taken the book, the four living creatures and the 24 elders fell down before the lamb each one holding a harp and a golden bowls full of what? Incense, which are 
the what? My, 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 my. Give God a hand clap of praise for that. I want to tell you why I want you to give God a hand clap of praise for that. This is a scene that's prophetic. But the question is, what's happening to your prayers now? Your prayers leave your lips. This is why you have to be a praying person. Your prayer leaves your lips and it goes to the throne room of heaven. Lord have mercy. This is why I don't play with prayer. I don't, my prayer time, I take it very seriously because I know, I know this scripture and I know that my prayers go before God as incense. It leaves my lips and it goes into a bowl, a prayer bowl. Text says it goes where? Amen. Which are the prayers of the saints? You see that? Now, if you want to back up for a minute, I'll show you something. Let me show you something. Go, go to chapter four. Um, chapter four. And let's look at verse seven. It says here, as a matter of fact, let's, let's, let's back up to verse five. It says, out of the throne come flashes of lightning and what? Sounds and peals of thunder. And they were seven lamps of fire burning before the throne, which are the seven spirits of God. That's the Holy Spirit. And before the what? I'm trying to give you a heavenly scene of where your prayers go. Can I help you with something? This, this season of fasting and prayer, listen, this gives you hope. Let me tell you why it gives you hope. It gives you hope to know that when you're talking, it seems like you're talking to yourself, you're not talking to yourself. You are actually being brought before the throne. There is a heaven. Come on, somebody. And there is a God. And there is a throne where imagine this, imagine that every prayer that has ever been prayed goes before this throne. Aren't you glad? Can, can I help you with something? You want to know why when you pray for something, it happens? Because there is someone who's really listening. Thank you, Jesus. I remember when I used to pray to mute idols. Come on, somebody. With, with, with no eyes and no ears and could not do anything for me. Amen. But thanks be to God that when you know the living God, you know that your prayer does get God's attention. Watch the text. Text says, and it's given us a heavenly vision of heaven. It says, and before the throne, there was something like a sea of what? glass like crystal in the center and around the throne four living creatures full of eyes in front and behind and the first creature was like a lion and the second creature was like a calf and the third creature had the face like 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 that of a man and the fourth creature was like a flying eagle okay i don't have time to explain all that to you but just know that there were four creatures in heaven before the throne all right next week maybe i'll show you a week after, I'll show you the picture of what this looks like. And it says, and the four living creatures, each one of them having six wings and full of eyes all around and within, and day and night, this is where I'm trying to get to, day and night, they do not cease to say what? Holy, holy, holy. Whenever you see a words repeated more than once, it shows an emphasis of how important that is. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God, the what? The almighty who was and who is and who is to come. What am I trying to say tonight? Don't take your prayer life lightly. When you pray, you have to believe. When we pray, we have to believe that what we say goes before a heavenly audience. The Bible says it goes into a prayer bowl. And then it leaves from the prayer bowl and it goes before the throne room of heaven and before God the Father. 
Imagine this. Imagine if you were to really look at what you've been praying. How, what aroma does your prayer have? What, what flavor is your prayer? Strawberry? Banana? What does it smell like to God? Now watch this. Oftentimes when we pray, we pray like this. We pray selfishly. Our prayers are primarily about us. Amen. And God says, that what you brought before me was not a good aroma. My gosh. But it still goes before him. I want God to regard my prayer. So what we have to do at times, amen, when prayer and fasting go, uh, go together, number one, when communion needs to be deepened and faith has to be restored. Somebody read that for me. Read that for me. Anybody, thank you. Anybody ever feel like that sometimes? But you've lost the communion, the communion with God. It needs to be deepened where, where you're out of touch with him. Come on, somebody. Um, if you want to get back on track, this is the season to do it. 40 days of seeking him, asking him, Lord, I want to deepen my faith and I want to trust you more. Go to John chapter 15 for me. John chapter 15. Amen. John chapter 15 talks about the connection. Oftentimes we lose the connection. And when you lose the connection, you may feel like you're not in commune with him. You're not in, you don't have a connection to him. Watch this. He says, I am the what? Vine. I am the true vine. I'm sorry. And my father is the what? Vine dresser. See that? And every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he what? Takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he what? Prunes so that it may bear more fruit. Both are painful things. There's the pain of believing God, and there's the pain of remaining with God. Watch this, because you will go through seasons of pruning, but pruning is not for punishment. Pruning is for growth. Sometimes the things that we're going through, the painful seasons that we're going through, it is because God is trying to grow us so that we can become more fruitful for him. Are you with me? Verse three says, you are already clean because of what? Because of the word. You see that? Which I have spoken to you. He says, abide in me and I in you. Abide means to remain. Saints, I want to tell you something. If you want to deepen your relationship with God, you have to remain. You have to stay connected, stay committed, stay in communion with him. Are you with me? He says, and it, he says, as a branch cannot bear fruit of its what? Self, unless it abides in the vine. So neither can you unless you abide in me. May I say this to you tonight? We cannot live our lives apart from God. Jesus is making this an important point here 
that you and I as believers stay connected. Abiding means that you are connected. He says you cannot do it apart from him. How many of you tried it to do it? How many of you have tried it on your own? Let me see who's tried it on your own. You know, the people that tell me all the time, Pastor, I got to go get myself together. I ask myself, where are you going? Where are you going to do that? The Bible says we can't do it apart from him. Look what he says. And he uses the vine and the branches. He says, I am the vine, verse 5, and you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him, he does what? He bears much fruit. And so I believe that when prayer and fasting goes together, when you start deepening your relationship with God and being restored back to him, guess what starts happening? You become a fruitful Christian. Amen. Look what he says. He says, you cannot bear fruit apart from me. For apart from me, you can do what? Imagine that. Imagine as a Christian, you're trying to do, he says, apart from me, you can do nothing. So how do we abide? Through prayer, through fasting, through serving. Come on, somebody. Through worship, through reading the word of God. If he says to me, I cannot do anything apart, I can't do nothing apart from him. Why are we trying to live apart from him? What happens? What happens to us? When the pruning season comes, you will be able to tell what you're made of. Are you with me? Sometimes we don't understand it's a pruning that we're going through. Watch the text. Verse 6, if anyone does not abide in me, he is thrown away as a branch and dries up. See, here's the thing. You know, the picture of this is you ever, you ever cut down branches at your house? Anybody ever see, like, you know, you cut down the branches right at your house? Anybody have had trees where you see the branches are cut down, right? And then, then the people don't come. They miss a week. Yeah, that ever happened? They happen a lot in Houston. These, these city people, I don't know what they'd be doing. And the branch just sits there for like two weeks, three weeks. Now, it looks like it's alive at first. Y'all ain't. I want you to bring that to your life now. When you cut yourself off of fellowship, when you cut yourself out of communion, when you cut yourself off, the only thing that will really happen to you and I is we will dry up. Imagine that. How many times have we found ourselves drying up? Trying to figure out why is my life falling apart? Why? Well, if you were to get back connected, somebody here tonight, I want to help you with something. It's your connection. Are you with me? Watch what he says. He says, he says this. He says, if anyone he's dried up and they gather them and cast them into the fire and they are burnt. Verse seven says, and if you, if, that if, if, and it is true, first class condition in the Greek. He says, if you abide in me, see, it's not just you meditating and praying. It's you meditating, praying, reading, and then applying. See, like you should be taking notes right now. Amen. Watch what he says, because you, you won't retain anything I say. Look what he said. If you abide in me and my words, what? trying to help somebody tonight. I'm trying to help somebody tonight. I want to I want I, I want to know where the prayers are. Where, where the prayer warriors at? Let me see. Prayer warriors? Any prayer warriors in here? You got some prayer warriors in here? Where y'all at? I y'all ain't saying that. How effective are you? 
Here's how I know you're effective. Because whatever you ask, he does what? Huh? Imagine that your communion with God pushes your prayer to the front of the It's not just you praying. It's not just because, okay, I'm going to pray today. No, it's you abiding, remaining, connecting, come on, serving, getting in the word. And he says, what if I told you every prayer you pray will be answered? What would you, would you do what it takes? How many you do what it takes? So you need the Bible along with your prayer time. I ain't talking about this prayer we do when we jump in the car and we ride down the street talking about Lord, yeah, Lord. I'm saying, he says in his word that if you abide in me, if you stay in commune with me, but in my word, you stay connected. He says, ask. Come on, somebody. T turn your whatever into something real. Whatever. But but know this, when you ask for the whatever, hold your finger there and, and, and real quick, somebody go to Matthew 21, 22. Real quick. Oh, this is going to be a good one. This is going to be a good study. We're going to walk through this this season. Watch this. Watch this, because I want to see you pray. I want this church to be so powerful. Right. I'm talking about like people will come through here because they know on Friday night we got some people here that are connected. We're going to change the format. We're going to start having people to pray on Friday nights. People who really feel, who believe, who know, not believe, but know that I am connected to God and I can pray. I can intercede for you and watch God work it out. See, the whatever you ask will be given to you. There's no waiting period in that, by the way. It's an instant answer. But know this. I gave you the picture. Where does your prayer go? To the throne room. Write it down. Before God. In a bowl. And then it comes before him. As incense. Oh man, that changes the that changes the perspective of prayer. That changes your vision of prayer. But along with knowing where your prayer goes, you and I must be in communion with him. Watch the text. Where, where, read that for me. Read that text for me. Matthew, what what I tell you? What does it say? Read it slowly. You read it too fast. Not that. Speed up a little bit. I don't want screw. I want. I want just a little bit above screw. See that? Watch this. If I abide in Him, right? He says, "Ask whatever you wish." And it will be done for you. But I got to make sure that those things that I'm asking for in prayer. You know what I realized? The moment I open my mouth to pray about certain situations, I've already doubted. And I, and guess what? And no wonder why it never gets answered. How many of you have been praying for something for a long time? Let me see the long time prayer list. You've been praying for like something for a long time. Ain't happened yet. Just me, a few of y'all. Okay, y'all, y'all balling. Y'all, y'all, God just answering y'all prayer. Praise the Lord. Watch this. Why is it taking so long? Well, you know God's timing. You know all the kind of stuff. But here's the thing: if the word is true, and if you're truly in communion with Him, He's going to answer that prayer. But before the prayer leaves your lips to God's throne room, are you believing 
that you will. I want you to take the toughest thing you have in your life tonight. The toughest challenge. And I want you, when you pray about it, I want you to believe it's already happened. But make sure the other pieces are together too. You are abiding in him. You are in communion with him. The word is in you. The word. You can't pray without the word, by the way. Okay, so you need the word in your prayer time. Look what he says back in John. He says, my father is glorified by what? Verse 8. Verse 7, he says, and it will be done for you. My father is glorified by this. My father's glorified by this. What? But you got to keep the context also. My father's glorified when you ask and you receive it. Mm. Mm. Also. (laughs) Imagine that God gets the glory from you receiving what you've asked for. Thank you, Lord. Watch the text. My father is glorified by this, that you bear much fruit. So prove to be what? The proof of your prayer is in your fruitfulness. Listen, a person who knows their prayers are answered They they become fruitful Christians. They bear fruit. You know what bearing fruit is about? Your life is just not about you. The fruit of your lips. The fruit of your mind. The fruit of your life. Listen, you are leading other people to Christ. You are becoming a fruitful Christian. The true test of your Christianity to say that I am a disciple is if you are a fruitful disciple. Look what he says. Look what he says. Just as the Father has loved me, I have also loved you. He says, abide in my love. He says, verse 10. If you keep, I knew I wasn't going to get all this. If you keep my commandments, you will abide what? Huh. Just as I have kept my father's commandments and abided his love. These things I've spoken to you that my joy may be in you. And that your joy may be made what? Full. May I say this to you? A fruitful disciple is joyous. They have joy. James chapter one, go there. They have joy and they have joy, not because of anything else other than they are abiding in the love of God. Let me tell you what abiding in his word, abiding in his love, and abided in him. Write those th- three things down, okay? All right? He gives us the, he gives us the three things that we have to remain in. We got to remain in love with him. We got to remain connected to him. Come on, somebody. We got to remain committed to him. Hey, come on, somebody. James chapter 1 says, James, the bondservant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ to the 12 tribes who are scattered abroad, greetings. Consider it all joy, my brother. When you what? I figured it out. Circumstances take your joy. Trials take your joy. But if you remain in him, if you stay in communion with him, you can Think straight 
through your tribes. That word consider means to govern. That's what the word, that's, it means to be a governor. It means to be a leader. So when I'm going through my trials, the reason I have joy is because I already know that I am going to remain in love with God because his love is going to get me through this. Do I have a witness? There's nothing like being loved by Jesus. There's nothing like being loved by him, but there's nothing like remaining in love with him. Can I ask you a question tonight? Do you really love him? Now, here's the thing now. You need to ask yourself a question. What's that love relationship look like? What would he say about you in this love relationship? What would he say? You see, here's a true sign that if you're really in love or really abiding, look at your life. And I believe that fasting is how you break those cycles. Prayer is how you tear down those walls. Listen, you may say, Pastor, you know what? I've been, I've been chilling. I, shoot, I ain't been really doing this thing. I, you know, I've been doing it, but not like I should be doing it. Do you understand? But you know what's crazy about this? No matter how little we love him, he keeps loving us. No matter how, how short we are in our connection to him, he keeps on loving us. God does not stop or change the way he loves us based on how we act. He already knows how you act. I read a scripture this morning. In the book of Hosea. God says. I was with you in, in Egypt. And I was with you in the wilderness. But when you became satisfied. You forgot me. Are you just hanging around to get what you can get? Because things are bad right now. Life has turned you upside down. Or are you truly going to abide and commune with him and love him as he loves you? Amen. Let's go to. Let's go to. Uh, Go to verse 18 of John 15. So much there, y'all. And I only got two minutes. If the world hates you, you know that it has hated me before it hated you. I don't know why we keep going back to the world to find love, acceptance, purpose, or anything else. There's nothing that the world can offer you now as a Christian. You ever go back to some places? Watch this. And it just don't feel right. You're there. Oh, y'all. You know what I mean? You, you're there. Music is hitting. You understand what I'm saying? But it's something just don't feel right. Something just don't feel right. He says the world doesn't like you, doesn't love you. The world hates you. But we keep going back to the world. He says if you were of the world, the world would what? Love its own. But because you're not, tell your neighbor, I'm not of this world anymore. Why do I see you in certain places? Say, what, what do you mean where you see me, Pat? <laughs> you put it all on the internet. Sitting there hanging around with your boys. You know, doing things. Let me leave you alone. One step at a time. Thinking that Oh, they love me. 
world don't love you. I'm going to say it one more time, but God loves you. Jesus loves you. Check it. The people that say they love you from the world, they just want to get from you. They're takers. There are strings attached to those love, to that love. But, but Jesus says, look what he says. Look what he says. He says, he says uh, if, if you were of the world, no longer are you of the world. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things have passed away. New things have come. God has transferred you from the dominion of darkness into the glorious kingdom, amen, of Jesus Christ. There's a transfer that happened. Okay? Watch this. This season is going to be good. Watch this. Watch this. Watch what he says. He says, uh, he says, but because you are not of the world, but I chose you. Woo! I can just stay right there. Thank you for choosing me. When the rapture happens, you're going to be rejoicing that he chose you. I promise you, you are. When, when you transfer to heaven, one day you're going to be rejoicing. I promise you, you are. Watch the text. The text says this. The text says this. See, you know what, you know what this helps me with? This helps me to learn how to live. You see, when I walk out these doors and I know that I'm loved by God, and, I, and listen, I'm chosen by God, come on, somebody, that I'm special to God, amen, that I'm abiding in him, that I'm connected to him, guess what? It doesn't matter what they say to me out there in the world. It doesn't matter what they put before me. Guess what? I know who I am. I'm not perfect, but I'm perfectly loved by him. There's nothing we can do to mess the relationship up. Come on, say amen. Look what he says. He says, I chose you out of the world. Thank you, Lord, for choosing me out of the world. How many are glad that you've been chosen out of the world? Look at the text. Because of this. Because of what? Because he chose you out of the world. This, because of this, the world, what? Why do you think you struggle at work? Why do you think you struggle in relationships with unbelievers? Why do you think you struggle when you get on the phone with AT&T? In traffic. The world don't like you. I'm going to say it one more time. The world don't love you. You can get yoked up, with, yoked up with whatever club you feel you will find acceptance in, but there's no club like the church. Where his presence resides. Where we come together with other believers who are loved by him. Watch this. Watch this. And they care for you for real. This is why I don't play in church. We ain't playing the dating game. We ain't playing none of that kind of stuff. No funny business. See what I'm saying? This is not a this is not a this is not a pond where you come find people or a club. This is a place where God's holy presence resides, and we come to commune with Him, get better, and then guess what? We can love each other with a Christian kind of love. Y'all follow me? He says the world don't like you. The world hates you. Go to 1 John 1, 3. 1 John, not John. 1 John. We done. We'll pick this up. In a, in a couple of weeks. 1 John 1, 3 says what? Man. Matter of fact, you know what? Go to 1 John. Uh. Go first, go to first John. I mean, uh, first John chapter two, verse, verse 15. We know the world hates us, right? Everybody understand that? That's why they're picking on you. Okay, but remember, James, what James says, right? James says, consider it all joy, and you have the joy because you're in love with Christ. 
his joy abides in you. Making sense? Okay. Y'all making me sweat tonight. Making me work tonight. Watch this. Verse 15 says what? Do not what? Man, if I could get you to get that. word there for world is cosmos. Do not love the world, the orderly arrangement. Watch this. No, the wait a minute. No, the things in the world. And if you focus on your vineyard, God's going to bless you. But if you're always looking at everybody else's stuff, get off of social media. Seriously, what do you think that is? It's, it's, it's fake. It's not real. Do you hear me? They're only going to take, they're only going to show you what they want to show. They control the narrative. He says, do not love the world nor the things of the world because we already learned that the world hates you. So why do you keep, have you ever been in a relationship where you keep giving and, and, and the person keeps taking and they keep mistreating you. Come on, come on. Anybody been in a relationship like that, right? And you keep going back and you keep, and you're wondering, man, why do I keep going back? I want to ask you a question. Do you have that relationship with the world? If you're going to commune with God, you can't have both worlds. You got to decide which world you're going to choose. Which kingdom are you going to choose? Look what he says. Look what he says. He says, he says, do not love the world, nor the things of the world. For if anyone loves the world, the love of the. I want the love of the father in me, what we saw earlier, so that I can have what? Uh, is this making sense? Watch this. Watch this. Look what he says. And I'm going home. For all that's in the world. You know what lust is? Craving for something you really can't have. Or craving for something you can have, but you don't need to have. You see, you can't live your life on lust. But true love. Oh, come on, somebody. Here's the thing. A lot of people believe they're in love, but they're in lust. And once the satisfaction of the flesh is gone, they're out of love. That's why they're not together no more. Because they got what they wanted from you. All the world, all that's in the world, he says, is what? The lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the boastful pride of what? Watch this, watch this. You see it, you want it, you get it, you boast about it, and then it wears out. You got that new car, you were, you, were, you were pumped. Three years later, you're still paying for it. You ain't pumped no more. Matter of fact, that new car smell is gone. But you wanted it so bad that you didn't care what it took. You got it. I, I'm trying to be clean tonight. He says, <laughs> let me keep it on 100 right here. Sir. He says, it's not from the father. From the what? Let me ask you something. Do you have a deeper connection with the world? Oh, with Christ. Give God a hand clap of praise. I'm done with that. Amen. Listen, um, I gave you the handout. That's why I gave you the handout. Okay. Uh, we're going to come back to this. Uh, not next week. Next week, we'll have our men's and our, our women's uh, fellowship. Men, join me in the locker room. Women of faith will be here uh, in their study. Uh, but, but listen, we started today. And I don't know about you, but when I woke up this morning, I, I already sensed 
something good is going to happen to you this year. I'm going to make sure. I'm going to go over this lesson, these lessons, right? So you understand what you're doing. You're not just doing something. Oh, I can't eat. I can't eat no meat. I can't drink this. I can't do that. And all day long, you're thinking about what you can't do and not thinking about who you're doing it for. I'm doing it for God because I want to be in a better relationship. How many want to be in a better relationship with God? That's what it takes. Besides salvation, when you come to him, it's sanctification. Let me tell you about, about lust and the world. The world's lust is very, very strong. Okay? But if you abide in him and his word abides in you and you abide in his love, Oh, come on, somebody. And you become a fruitful Christian. I remember leaving all that stuff behind. The devil will always think that if you let go, you're going to lose something. But you got to tell the devil, God has something better for me. Some of us are stuck in situations where we don't feel we can do better. You could do better. Come on, somebody. You can rise. You can do better. I know you could do better. You know why? Because if the love of God is in you, why is it so hard? Though? Why is it so difficult to surrender to God? If you need prayer tonight, I want to pray for you. Amen. Just raise your hand and I'll pray for you tonight. All right. Amen. All right. Everybody need prayer tonight. Huh? Amen. <laughs> Amen. Praise God. I hope, does it, did everybody get a book? Did everybody get a, a, pr a prayer book? If you have not gotten a prayer book, raise your hand. Raise your hand. We, we printed it out. Amen. Let's raise your hand. Amen. We're in the Daniel fast. We're fasting. Watch, watch. Watch the power we have. Watch what happens. Amen. I'm believing God to do something miraculous. I want to see God do some great things in your life that you can stand here and testify, Pastor God. Look what he has done for me. Can I ask you something? Is he good enough for you? If, is he good enough? Or are you looking for more? If he's not good enough, then you, you're going to be searching for a while. But if you seek him, you'll find him. He told us tonight, I chose you. Isn't it good to be chosen? Isn't it, isn't it good to be, to be one of the chosen? Do you know in the book of Revelation, during the time of tribulation, 95% of the people who will be saved Watch this. They will not, they will die. They will be martyred. They will go through suffering. They will be rewarded, but they will not die like a natural death. They will die by beheading and killings and that kind of stuff. But you and I got an opportunity now. <sighs> now is the time, y'all. 95% of them will die martyrs. You know what a martyr is, right? Someone who dies for their faith. All right? So if you say you're a Christian at that particular time, you don't have the mark of the beast, they will kill you. And then they will be translated from earth to heaven immediately. And then they will receive that white robe and they will receive the crowns for being martyred. But imagine that 95% of the people during that time 
the way they get to heaven is not not through a funeral, but through your natural causes, but through tribulation. But you and I are living in a great time. This is called the age of the Gentiles. And we're living during this period right now. Watch this. And I'm going, amen. We're living during this time. Watch this. And we have an opportunity to tell somebody you don't have to go. You don't have to live that way. You can come to Christ and be saved. And you don't have to go through. Some of your children are yet to grow up to know Christ. So you have to live before them. Amen. Amen. I want to mention that we did make budget on Sunday. Give God a hand clap of praise for that. Amen. We're going to pray here in a minute. Uh, we're going to make ready to, to worship God with our gifts tonight. Amen. I say it and I'll say it again. Um, if every member in this church tied, we will make budget every week. Uh, this will be our second Sunday, and we're aiming for 100% tithing this Sunday. Amen. If every member do their part, we will make budget this week. Amen. Looking forward to doing that. Tomorrow we are doing the outdoor grocery. Uh, if anyone would like to stop by around 1030, we'll be uh, putting out the food. The truck will be coming in. If you have some time to spare, about an hour or so uh, to help out, we sure would appreciate that. Amen. We need some uh, some people to help out. Amen. With that on tomorrow. Amen. All right. I'm going to be praying for you all. Amen. Uh, does anybody have any specific prayer that you need me to pray for tonight? All right, Gabriel's 34, amen. Praise God, praise God. Okay, amen, he will make it. Amen, we're gonna keep praying for him, amen. Praise God, praise God, amen. That, that passage in the book of Hosea really got me today. He says, when you got satisfied, you forgot me. Imagine that. In the wilderness, you remembered him. In Egypt, you remembered him. You call, you were crying, you were praying. But when you got, don't ever get satisfied. Amen. Come on, let's stand and let's pray together. Father, tonight we come tonight. Father, as we begin this journey, the road to resurrection, we begin our journey today. I know we're going to feel better in our bodies, but I know that our prayers are coming to the throne room right now. Lord, I want to pray now for Gabriel right now. Thank you for blessing him and to see another year of life. We pray for Brother Marcus tonight, God, that you would touch him right now and whatever he's dealing with right now. God, I know that the pressures of this world can cause some of us, Lord Father, to take our eyes off of you. But ask, I pray, Lord, that he would seek you, God. I pray that he'd realize that what he's going through is a pruning, God. I pray, Lord, that he would continue to abide in you, God, Father. And then, Lord, I lift up everyone here tonight who's asking for prayer right now, Lord, who are seeking you, God, who wants to get closer to you tonight, God. And I pray, Lord, your blessings upon each and every person tonight. I pray, Lord, for these gifts, Lord. I thank you, Lord, 
for hearing our prayer, Lord. Lord, we met and we said we were not going to worry. We're going to pray. And you answered our prayer for making budget. God, I pray that every week, God, we will meet that budget, Lord. We're believing God together. God, as we leave this place tonight, but never from your holy presence, may the Holy Spirit abide in us, Lord. And as we leave here, God, tonight, keep us all in perfect peace. Touch those that are watching online. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And thank God. Vision Church, win, disciple, develop. God bless you. See you.